Chip the glasses, crank the brakes. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates. So carefully, carefully with the plates. Pull up the knives and bend the forks. Smash the bottles, burn the corks. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates. So carefully, carefully with the Welcome, everyone. This is the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason. As always, the best way to reach me is just leave a voice message on the Anchor app where you can reach me on the Audio Dungeon. Gary and Dave share credit on the white boss. But as things advanced, their relationship was on the rocks. Maybe less people know his name, but he revolutionized war games. Right before we get started, I want to say I failed to mention the name of Free Thrall's game during the episode, so I want to throw it here up front. It's Osseus. I know I'm saying that wrong. Oscar, Sierra, Sierra, Echo, Oscar, Uniform, Sierra. So that's what you want to go look for on Audio Dungeon or on whatever social media it may be posted on. Uh, my name is John Cena. I'm your new guidance counselor. I am willing to bet you are old guidance counselor did not have a PhD in kicking ass. Okay, it's Monday morning, October 7th. And here I am in the backyard watching the dogs wrestle over a stick and thinking, you don't deserve the 20 minutes of rambling, incoherent, nonsense that I've recorded over the past week or so on Dice Mechanics. So I'm going to re-record it. You're going to miss out on my dogs chasing each other and barking and traffic in the background and a neighbor doing his lawnmower and all kinds of cool sounds, but it'll be better than the incoherent nonsense that I had recorded because there's a whole lot of ums and ahs and you knows and there was also a whole lot of waffling back and forth on mechanics. So if for some reason somebody wants to hear 20 minutes of me waffling on mechanics, I'll be happy to shoot you the audio files. But I'm going to give you a much condensed version today. So last episode, we defined the primary attributes, secondary attributes, luck. We, we defined the career system. We defined the XP system, roughly. We talked about encumbrance. I got good, some good feedback from the mysterious brother, Tyler M., on the encumbrance system, which I very much appreciated. So today, we're going to talk about dice mechanics. On the last episode, I did kind of allude that I wanted to do something weirdly complicated with advantage disadvantage where we're using percentile dice and flipping the dice so if it's a 15 you could flip dice to a 51 but then free thrall of keep off the borderlands released his game for anchorites appreciate artists a month and that just blew me out of the water it's a great game I highly recommend it 
If you haven't seen it, go Audio Dungeon Discord. I guess it's on MeWe and probably other social media that I don't frequent. But it's a neat game. It's got a great X1 exploding rucksack mechanic in there. The surprise mechanic is genius, and I'm copying it for this game. But the the important thing for die mechanic, dice mechanics, and I might go back between saying die and dice today because English is only my first language here. Well, like I say, the important thing for the dice mechanics is the idea that keep it simple. So what Freethrall did is he kept everything to 2d6 because that's kind of what Arneson used. And I can appreciate that. And for a simple rules light RPG in the spirit of Arneson's, or Anchorite's Appreciate Arneson Month, I think that's important. What I was doing was a lot more complicated. And while I still may publish a, a separate version of the rules with those complications, it doesn't belong in this set. So I, too, will stick to D6. Now, there's pluses to that. By sticking to D6, the luck mechanic, as I described last episode, will pretty much go as is. You'll roll a d6 for your starting luck, and then, as I said last time, when you want to use luck to re make a reroll, all you do is state you want to use luck, you roll d6. If you roll under your current luck, you're lucky and you can make a reroll. Your luck does not change. If you roll the exact number of your current luck, you're lucky, you make a reroll, and your luck drops one point. And if you roll over your luck number, you're unlucky, you don't get to make a reroll, and you lose a point of luck. And then when you're out of luck, you're out of luck. You'll be able to renew your luck by spending experience points between adventures. So going to straight D6 helps solidify that. Okay, so I had an epiphany. Well, it might not be a good thing, so maybe it's not an epiphany. But I came to a decision while I was taking a shower just a minute ago, and now I'm out running errands. I'm going to just stick to 2d6 with the occasional third dice rolled for advantage or disadvantage. And that's going to be the system. I'm not going to use target numbers, but it's all going to be attribute saves, based around attribute saves. So the range for the attributes is going to be 2 to 12. Well, I guess 1 to 12 technically, because you could drop down if you have something that drains a tribute. But when you're rolling your tributes, well, actually, let me back up. When you roll your character and make your tributes, you're going to have you're going to do 4 plus a d6. So your actual starting attribute range is going to be 5 to 10. And then, as we talked about in previous episode you'll be able to use experience to raise your attributes if you want to. We'll max the attributes out at 12. They can't be any higher than 12. Saving throws are roll under, of course. They'll be 2d6 for your saving throw, modified by advantage and disadvantage. So I'm coming up with construction, and I'm not sure what exactly they're doing here. It's kind of weird. Um, they're pushing the cones out over the center line to make the left lane. They're working the right lane of travel. And they're making the left line of, lane of travel narrower than it normally is. So, interesting. Anyway, point being, 
we're going back to getting off track here. So when you have an attribute saving throw, you roll against your attribute. If you roll under your attribute, you pass. If you roll your attribute or over, you fail. That's what we're going to do. The way advantage disadvantage is going to work is it will add one die to your roll, so you ride 3d6. If you have advantage, then you will disregard the highest die because you're trying to roll low. If you have disadvantage, you're going to disregard the lowest die because disadvantage, you're going to be more likely to roll high. That's how it's going to work. You can have multiple instances of advantage or disadvantage. We're going to crib from Best Left Buried here. So if you have, now, you're only ever going to roll one extra die, though. So if you have two, ver two or three advantage, you're still going to roll one extra die. But the reason we'll let advantage and disadvantage stack is because they cancel each other out. So if you have four advantage and two disadvantage, the, they'll cancel each out cancel each other out one-on-one, -on -one, and then you'll have two advantage will be your grand total then. Here comes the cop. And he didn't pull me over, which is a good thing, since I'm driving podcasting. But anyhow, the, um, did do, where was I? Multiple case of advantage disadvantage. Where the multiple advantage disadvantage comes into effect is, once you hit three advantage or three disadvantage after subtracting the other, then there's another cop on the side of the road. I don't know if he's coming after me or not now. Looks like he's going the other way. I really need to find a more clandestine way to record this and hold my phone up to my mouth while I'm driving. So multiple advantage, disadvantage. If you hit three advantage or three disadvantage, you will automatically pass or automatically fail unless you roll boxcars or snake eyes. You always have a chance of failure or success. You know, boxcars or snake eyes, you know, will give you that. But otherwise, you'd automatically pass if you have a total of three advantage or three disadvantage after subtracting the other. So I know that's all clear as mud when I do the final episode and I explain the mechanics. It'll probably make more sense. But that's advantage, disadvantage. That's our tribute ranges. And that's how we're going to do saving throws against attributes, which is how we're going to educate all of our um, die rolls. Oh, wait, you say. You were going to use free thralls surprise system, you say. Well, I am, but I'm going to modify a little bit. So, if you're surprised that first round of combat, you will roll double disadvantage. Again, you're only one roll die, but it counts as two two counts of disadvantage. And then same thing if you surprise somebody, that first roll is going to be double advantage. So that's how we're going to do that. And I'm at the post office, so I'm going to take a minor break. Any other modifiers will just give you, in, That's if you hear that in the background, that's just my van as a backup. Um, other modifiers, such as high ground or multiple 
attackers or whatever, whatever thing you would normally give advantage or disadvantage for, why well, I had one instance each, and then, like we say, things would be canceled out for overbear, as we talked about. So that, and that's pretty much combat. We're going to do the one role, the players do all the roles, and one role will decide that combat, or at least it'll decide that round of combat. So the player rolls, and if they succeed, then the player wins that round, and if they fail, the enemy wins that round. Or if you're doing task resolution, one role, the player succeeds at the task, and or one role, the that same role will decide if the player does not succeed at the task. He, you know, flubs the, the challenge check, whatever it is. And I think that covers our dice mechanics. Dang nabbit, I need a microphone, so I just drove by another cop. He didn't care I had my phone off my mouth, but he's sitting there. I guess he's waiting for speeders. If anybody has a microphone, like a Bluetooth mic or something they use when they're recording when they're driving, that, you know, is hands-free, let me know, because I need a way to do this that's not so conspicuous. When I'm driving to work in the dark, it doesn't really matter, but during the day when I'm driving around with my iPhone in front of my noggin, I'm just asking to get pulled over. And since I don't monetize, I don't figure Anchor's going to pay for my ticket. Quick postscript. I said that I was done with dice mechanics, but actually, obviously I'm not because we didn't talk about combat in depth. We didn't talk about things like how armor and weapons and, you know, various equipment affect combat. So we'll catch in how damage works. So we'll talk about that next episode because I want to keep the length of these fairly reasonable. So if you have ideas how I should do that, feel free to call in. If you have comments on anything I've talked about, feel free to call in and comment. If you have comments about anything I left out, I'd like to hear that too. The musical transitions are provided by TJ Drennan. You can hear him on the Melodious Miasma Meltdown. I think I said that right. You can also find him on the Audio Dungeon Discord. But most importantly, you can find him on Patreon. I brain farted there for a second. You can find him on Patreon where you can support him and use his musical transitions in your own show. Or if you send audio you know, greeting cards to your family or anything like that. I suppose you could use those transitions in those. Anyhow, we will talk to you on, it'll be Wednesday or Thursday. I'll drop my next episode. So I'll talk to you then. The next mechanics episode will be next Monday. One last reminder, I do have two contests on the, for the pilot episode. If you identify the most clips by the end of the year, the first one to do that gets prized. And then the second one is also prized if by the end of the month for episode eight, you identify the beginning and ending clues and tell me how they're connected. Good luck. Also, that one's the first person to identify it.